Hi, welcome back to my podcast. This is Leonard Vega, CEO at English A1. Today, I would like to share with you a very personal part of my life when I was a child and a teenager. Well, back then, when I was a child, you know, um, uh, my siblings and I were raised by our aunt and our grandmother because they would stay at home with us while, while our parents would go to work every day. And, well, back then, there wasn't internet and cable TV, so we just had, you know, the common four TV channels, you know, and the regular TV set that everyone had back in the 80s and 90s. And my aunt used to watch a lot of soap operas, you know, one after another one every single afternoon. And um, somehow that kind of, you know, got my attention, you know, the plots, the stories, the scenes, the performance, the acting, I became somehow, uh, you know, hooked by soap operas and uh, my interest in them, you know, began to grow. So when I think when I turned maybe 14 or 15 years old, one of my favorite hobbies uh, was uh, writing. And I remember that all of a sudden... I just began to write mm, scripts, you know, scripts for, um, for, for, you know, novels, you know, for that kind of genre. I, I would just think about the, the, the conversations and the dialogues that, you know, uh, the different characters on soap operas would have. And I remember that I created my own stories and, one way to really uh, express my, myself, you know, because this was uh, some sort of self-expression, was to write. And I remember that I, you know, believe it or not, wrote like three or four, you know, um, novels, you know, but just the scripts, the scripts, the full conversations and, you know, with constant and quick change of scenes and everything my imagination was just like fabulous and fantastically creative you know I would brainstorm very quickly on the different scenes and just picture them in my head and I would just spend hours in my bedroom uh, writing you know by hand those scripts uh, which I collected um, in files or folders. I really loved doing that because I think that through the, um, dialogues that I created between the characters, I was able to really tell my story, the emotions and feelings that I once had, you know, this, you know, conflicting uh, internal um, search for identity, you know, and I would play with the different characters searching for identity. Um, I was just really passionate about it. But before that interest somehow growing me, 
Uh, when I was a child, another thing that I was really crazy about was, you know, um, becoming an actor. And I remember that with my siblings, uh, well, I used to force them to play with me, you know, like we were on a TV set and I would be the director and I would, you know, tell them exactly what to do and how to perform the scenes and how they were supposed to feel and what they were supposed to say. You know, I would even use different colored towels, you know, to make the costumes and stuff like that. And, you know, we would invite maybe two or three neighbors over, you know, to play with us, you know, to play the game that I was really, you know, uh, crazy about. Oh, those old days. But going back to the story of writing scripts, you know, I was a teenager, like, uh, like I said, around 15 or 16 years old, but I, my, my, my father didn't, didn't actually, you know, appreciate that hobby very much. I really don't know the reasons exactly why my father somehow, uh, um, undernourished my interest and did it actually support my passion for writing. And my uh, artistic, you know, um, talents and skills. Maybe the reason why he didn't actually support that was because he might have thought that I was getting distracted, that I was not really focused on, you know, what I was supposed to, you know, be focused on, like homework and, you know, studying for school and, and subjects and tests. Maybe, perhaps... We have actually never had that conversation. I was never actually able to ask him why. We didn't actually come around to, you know, having a talk about it. Which, by the way, would be a very interesting conversation between my father and I. Um, but the point is that somehow uh, that kind of creativity was just practically eliminated. I didn't feel supported, and sometimes the uh, very destructive, you know, comments that I would just hear from my parents uh, with things like, you're just wasting your time, you know, stop doing silly things, that's just a very stupid thing to do, you know, what are you, why are you doing that, you know, and things like that would actually, you know, uh, trigger a whole set of, you know, self-doubts and, and would force me to really question myself. Is this really worth it? You know, is it really worth pursuing your dreams? Because although you are very young, you have your own dreams. You have your own fascinations, you have your own passions. Um, sometimes adults believe that children are not capable of holding passions and em embracing their, their dreams. And sometimes they just forget that they once were kids and that they once had dreams and, and their imagination was just unbelievable. Um, 
I think that now that I am 40 and I think about the things that really made me happy when I was a child and a teenager, um, I have learned, even though I don't have kids, I have learned very, you know, important, significant, fruitful lessons from my own experience. Um, I don't know how the, the world would catalog uh, my father's singular attitude towards my interest in writing and my uh, artistic side. They might believe that his attitude against my creativity was inexorable. Um, they might punish his attitude, but I am not here to judge. I'm just here to share my story. Um, of course, you know, when we were kids or teenagers, we hadn't actually developed our emotional uh, intelligence to the point where we could deal with, you know, this negative uh, critics that somehow would distort our own um, uh, security and our own self-confidence. And I think that feeling unsupported uh, forced me to many times peel myself off the floor. And... But if I should share my story with the new young parents today, I would like them to think about um, the time when they were kids. How many crazy, you know, uh, dreams they used to have and fantasies that they had. I would suggest to be very, very supportive. Maybe for us, uh, our kids, dreams, or even hobbies or interests might not be that realistic might be beyond their own uh, power, you know, to realize and to fulfill. But we are not here to prevent that from happening. We are not here to stop them. We are not here to ask our kids what to dream of and what to think of. We're here to support every single uh, plan or dream that they have. I think that if we as parents or as, you know, adult relatives do not provide our kids with that emotional support that will gradually, you know, enhance their self-confidence and self-esteem, who else is going to be in charge of that?
Um, of course, a lot of people might say, hey, you're 40, you know, you can uh, still pursue your dream. You know, it's never too late. You can take acting lessons. You can take writing lessons and stuff. Of course, I have had many, many opportunities to to embark on, you know, those journeys. Um, but to be honest, well, you all know that I am uh, an English language teacher. I, I, I used, I've used this skill, you know, because I've always wanted to be an actor and, 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 and this fascination for writing throughout my 20 years, you know, uh, in teaching, I have had the pleasure and countless opportunities to put those skills in action. I've become an actor several times in my, you know, in-person classes. Uh, I've performed in front of my students to help them understand the meanings and emotions of, of certain, you know, uh, conversations presented in, in course books. I created my own dialogues. I became um, the director when I invited my students to come up to the ward and to the front of the class and, you know, act out a, a dialogue. It was really fun. Like, directly or indirectly, you know, whether um, uh, I, I, I had planned it or not, I've been able to really enjoy this, you know, uh, artistic skill that I've been born with. I've always loved acting. I've always uh, wanted to be an actor. Uh, there was a time when I created my own, you know, scripts, you know, and, and my imagination was like super high, like creating, creating and creating ideas and different contexts and situations. And I I have done that and I still do on my online classes. I like I like to to act out, I like to listen, I like to to create my own my own uh conversations. I like to make myself understood. I like to teach language through, you know, emotions and gestures and 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 and, and body language because that's how language is learned in the real world. You know, you see the effect of language you know, uh, the effect that it has on other people, the effect that language has when you uh, construct words and sentences and utterances, you know, the way you say things, the way you receive them. It's all fascinating. And I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful because I've been able to be this actor who I've always wanted to be. Right? I've never actually taken an acting course, you know, I've never been in a drama class. But quite indeed, I have been the actor that I've always wanted to become. <laughs>